that which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome. This is Heather Carroll, your host today for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining me this fine, beautiful morning. It is October 26th. Oh no, it's September. (laughs) It feels like it could be October, which is a wonderful thing. September 26th, 9 a.m. Thank you for joining me on this beautiful morning. We're broadcasting our show this morning from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Haven't been down here in Sioux Falls for a while, so it's good to be back on the air and joining with all of you. Before we jump into our show this morning, let's get started with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, you are the author of life and the giver of all that is good. You are the Prince of Peace and my mainstay. You are my healer and the cure itself. I need you and I need to give you. I love you and commit myself to you entirely, knowing that you could never let me down or deceive me. Thank you for giving me your very self. Amen. Name Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome, and this is Heather Carroll. We're broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's a beautiful sunny day down here. The weather has been just absolutely gorgeous to get out and take walks, so I am loving the fall and that it is here finally. Uh, We'll see how long it stays. I'm going to give it two weeks, but you know, you never know. (laughs) So we uh, have a great lineup of folks this morning that we're going to be talking with, but I'm going to jump right in to my first guest, who really isn't a guest because we're trying to connect with, where are we trying to connect with, Aaron? Uh, we were trying to connect with our first author for today, Johan X, but I apologize, we've had uh, chronic problems trying to connect with him just due to scheduling issues that have popped up, so we're And he's, where is he at? Uh, he's, I believe, currently in Rome right in now. In Rome, okay, so we've he's been like, having some, you can Brad see hates the this. been a little bit difficult. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Brad hates that. Hates yeah. that word. But um, it's sometimes hard to connect with Rome. So uh, we're and we gonna... have done it before, by the way. Yes. Oh, yes, we have. And so we're just having a little bit of uh, issues with there. So he is not going to be joining us from nine to nine thirty. He was on um, scheduled to be our first guest, Johan, and we still haven't been able to connect with him in Rome. So I have uh, poor Aaron is going to be my first guest. I'm the starting <laughs> guinea pig for the day. You are. You're going to be fun, though, because we were talking about um, during while we were waiting for Johan to connect, you know, the the things that make you excited, because I always love to hear what makes people excited. And you said history. How did you first get into loving history? Oh, boy. First first thing that got me into history. Uh, You know, that's a really good question. I know that when I was younger, I really loved social studies classes and like grade school and all that. And Mm -hmm. that was something that I think just always stuck with me. I don't know if I can really pinpoint, like, if there was a first moment where it really snapped, like, where this is what I really love, you know, but I did end up getting a degree in history and also political science. That's why I studied when I went to UND. I'm a UND grad myself. And uh, ever since then, really, it's just been something that's been very influential and important to my life. You know, I had my podcast where I talked about obscure history and just things you wouldn't hear about in a classroom. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's 
that was a really fun thing. It's part of how I got this job too, helping to work the board here at Real Presence Radio is that I had some experience with audio editing and actually being able to, you know, help run my own little podcast yeah. in a lot of ways are just radio shows about scheduling. Yeah. <laughs> is the yeah. funny thing. That's what they really are. <laughs> I know. That's the glamorous side of it. <laughs> well, yes, in one way. The, the other glamorous side is that they have far lower budgets than any sort of radio show. <laughs> Yeah. So your podcast, you focused on obscure history. Did it have a Catholic focus? Uh, it, it didn't, though we did end up dipping into that, obviously, occasionally, because my, my co-host and a lot of my guests who are also on there aren't necessarily Catholic, and also there's a huge broad range of history. So like sometimes we would talk about Catholic history, and sometimes we would talk about just other things they were interested in. Mm-hmm. Like We, we kind of ran the gamut and just talked about everything. We even talked about things that obviously would be, you know, uh, pre-establishment of the Catholic Church because they would be, you know, before Christ, so they'd be, you know, technically in the Old Testament times. Like, we talked about, like, you know, ancient Rome and things of that nature. And, of mm-hmm. course, uh, we also talked about things like the entire history of Indonesia. We did a short, short uh, overview of the entire history, which is not a good thing to try and do in, like, one hour <laughs> because there are no English sources for the entire history of Indonesia. It's, like, the no third kidding. most populated country on the planet, and, like, there's almost no English sources on it. Hmm. And it's funny, I actually ran into someone who lives in Indonesia, and they heard my podcast, said, you know what, not too bad. Not, not too, too bad, bad for someone who's <laughs> never been here, who had, you have no sources. But you know yeah. what, it was all right. So I found that very flattering that we'd covered this huge topic with almost no frame of reference and still did okay. So. Well, and I think, too, it, it, bring, it makes me think about... Um, so there's a lot of different Bible commentaries that are mm-hmm. out there, and... One of the ones that I've read is on St. John, because I just feel like he had the a lot to give. Mm-hmm. And it was written by Dr. Sari, and it talked a lot about what was going on in the world at that time. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just really interesting, because it's something that we don't think a lot about when we're reading the Bible, is thinking about, okay, why was that important for Jesus to say? Why was that even relevant? Mm -hmm. But then you think about what was going on and what the culture was actually like during that time. It has huge (laughs) relevance. Relevance, thank you, to, you know, the rest of the story, because you can't, you know, take it out of the time it was in. So, is there something along those lines that you think about um, that maybe us normal Catholics <laughs> haven't thought about? Well, I don't want to. I don't want to make myself like a special Catholic <laughs> when you word it like that. Though I will say you're going to love our second guest, John Bergsma, because he is yeah. a professor of theology and he has a very huge interest in history uh, at the University of Steubenville, and he's going to be talking oh, about yeah. the books of the Bible, like the Deuterocanonical books. And he also has this great bit. He was just on Pints of Aquinas. Not that long ago, which is a great podcast, I thank all of our listeners, if you're looking for a good Catholic podcast, uh, hosted by a wonderful Australian man, Matt Frad. Oh, you're going to love it. Mm, can't <laughs> and, go wrong with Matt. No, yeah. he's great. I, I'd really love to get him on RPR someday. I'll have to reach out to him and see if we can uh, get him out here. But um, he, John Bergsma, he talks about why like Jesus came at the exact point in human history that he did. Oh, and no he's kidding. got a very interesting argument about that, which I, I obviously you probably could ask him since he's going to be on the show in a little bit, so I don't want to steal his entire thunder here, but yeah. he basically has a, um, a very interesting argument because that was during a time called the Pax Romana, where basically the Roman Empire was the de facto superpower in the world and things were mostly at peace. And there was a, like, communication, obviously it wasn't as instant as it is today, but it was a lot easier just given the fact that 
uh, the world was essentially at a sort of peace and there was stability. And so when Jesus comes and then there's his death and resurrection, the word's able to spread incredibly fast because, you know, the whole empire is not ripping itself apart like it would be oh, a wow. century later. And so it's it's interesting argument from a historical perspective. Like, well, if God's outside of time, it can see all this. That is a logical point for to literally step in in the incarnation is right there. So that, huh. that was interesting. I never really heard anyone argue like that. Of course, he can probably go into it more. I know that's not exactly his yeah. full topic that he's going to be talking about today, but we can always have our fun little asides here in Real Presence yeah. Life. Absolutely. Well, folks, if you're just tuning in, I'm Heather Carroll, and I'm your host today broadcasting from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And I'm just chatting with our producer, Aaron, who is up in the Fargo studios um, getting things hopefully squared away for us to to broadcast this morning but we're just kind of talking about interesting historical catholic things and it's sometimes um the for some of us you say history and you're just kind of like okay you know like oh, yippee you know and then you add on popes and all of this other stuff and then it gets really confusing mm-hmm. So, what are some interesting uh, facts that maybe we don't know about? Is there one that sticks out in your head that you've talked about that you just wish everybody knew about? Ooh, like just in terms of Catholic history? Or yes. Just like, oh, boy. Ooh, that's a tricky one. I know. Ooh, that really put me on the spot here for a, for a <laughs> relatively unplanned segment here, Heather. Okay, let's see. Well, you don't have to, you don't have to be perfect. I'll, oh. I'll give you that. <laughs> you just have to be near perfect, right? You just have to be interesting. <laughs> okay. Well, I can certainly try with that. I can certainly okay. try to be interesting <laughs> hmm, something that i wish people uh really knew about catholic history well i think i think one interesting thing is that and this maybe goes into more of a general stance but that there's so much of catholic tradition and teaching and how we practice like our true ritual and all that that i mean even if it's not because i have some a lot of especially protestants argue like okay where is that in the bible explicitly oh, and some things yeah. are and some things are maybe a little bit more like subtextual if that makes sense yeah um but if you go back to church tradition and history and you look at okay even how the ancient israelites worshipped and their ritual like even if their ritual wasn't inherently written in like leviticus or any of the books of the bible they still did it mm. and there's all these different practices that we've carried over from you know, like the mass liturgy is so similar to what the ancient Jews did, you know, 5,000 years ago, and it's still gone up to this day. And there's so much that we do. There's so much, you know, subtext and cultural, I guess, intrigue built into the mass and all, every single one of our sacraments and rituals that, I mean, obviously I don't have time to walk through it, but it'd be really interesting if you could get someone who's an expert on that. And this might be actually a good interview topic if we could get Mm -hmm. a priest or a bishop even to walk us through, like, each step in the mass and what it's supposed to truly represent and why this like why do we you know say like why do we give the sign of peace like before we do communion and why do we do this and why do we do that you know all those Hmm. sorts of things and those all have meaning to them and obviously i don't have time to go into it all myself and even i don't know everything by a long shot but there's so much ritual built into all of it it's not just a you know, it's on a board meeting. It's not just, well, we decide we're going to talk about this and then this, and then we just kind of did it that way, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's a deep spiritual meaning to everything you do, which is so fascinating, and it's really interesting part about being Catholic is that literally every, in a sense, every breath you take can be spiritual, and yeah. this sort of I, religion is very interesting. Absolutely. So true. And I just finished uh, reading the book series, uh, <clears throat> Mark of the Lion. Mm-hmm. And what it is, is it's a book set about 75 years after Christ's resurrection. Mm -hmm. And so, 
um, it starts with this, the main character is this girl who um, her father was resurrected or brought back to life by Jesus and healed. Mm -hmm. And so then he, of course, is just like obsessed with Jesus and spreading the word and spreading the good news. And he's in Rome and he's, you know, ends up getting actually killed and martyred for his beliefs. And it follows his daughter Mm -hmm. and it follows her in Rome, which is just a disaster at this point, and killing all of the Christians and all of that stuff. And it just brings like this whole new perspective of the early church um, and how good we have it right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, they didn't even, a lot of the people had never even heard of Jesus, you know, and it, we think it's, you know, like this, um, like we have today, like, you know, there's internet, but there literally wasn't. You know, and so it was all word of mouth, and a lot of those people died. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, and just so for their beliefs and all those sorts of things, and the things they had to go through too, and the things that a lot of Christians around the world are still going through are similar to what was happening even back then. And we're we're generally pretty blessed in the West, where like obviously our culture is going a different way. But well, they're not feeding us to lions quite yet. So not that's, yet, that's a, not yet. <laughs> yes, and we want to stop that from happening, which is why we need to talk about these issues now. Obviously, like yes, we do have problems, but. At the same time, I think a little bit of perspective, because if it's hard to be a Christian in America, it's a lot harder in Iran. Yes, absolutely. And absolutely. there are people doing that every day still, living that. So I, I think we can definitely find some inspiration. Or if you know, you're know you a Marianite Christian in Syria, which is still in the throes of a civil war to this day, like mm-hmm. they're still out there doing I remember, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of the town now, but there was one Christian town in Syria. I think they were the first city to free themselves from ISIS when they were pulling through in like 2017. And it was basically just an internal city rebellion of Christians just kind of formed their own paramilitary and kicked them out. It's like, well, I haven't had to do that yet. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to take our break a little bit early here, Aaron. Um, right. But for those that are tuning in, I'm Heather Kerr. I'm broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. This is Real Presence Live. And we're talking with uh, Aaron, our producer. He's a history buff, and so I'm kind of picking his brain on some of the things uh, that I find interesting. So stay with us more after this break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. Have you ever wondered if your family's past struggles have affected you personally? I'm Father Chris Alar. You and your ancestors are all part of the body of Christ, so you should desire healing for them for the consequence of their past sins. Evidence suggests that these consequences can even be passed down through generations. While God does not hold you personally responsible for the sins of your ancestors, He does allow the effect of their deeds to reverberate from one generation to the next. The sins or sanctity of your family members may impact you. So learn how to break free from any sinful bonds in your life. There is hope. 
Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. At the University of Mary, we offer an education for the whole of life. Our values-based, flexible, and affordable education will prepare you for success and help you become a leader in your field. Whether you want to start your degree for the first time or continue your education, whether you are a working professional or want to pursue school full-time, join us for an education that will help you make a positive impact in our community. Discover the Mary difference. UMary.edu. That's UMary.edu. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning and welcome back. I am Heather Caro and I am your host this morning. Broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I'm just chatting with one of our employees, my producer this morning, Aaron Bosch. Hello. <laughs> We're kind of just talking about history. You're a history buff. History and major. And te- technically, I guess if you <coughs> want to count people who produce uh, historical podcasts as historians, I do use all the same talents and yes, skills I learned absolutely. in school. So I guess if you want to call me a historian, we I are guess I do call you do it semi-professionally here because I do a lot of research for our topics here. So history has definitely served me very well for my yes. life in radio. Absolutely. And God so we'll, funny. we'll add that to your... Uh, your your title will add that to your door, historian. Yeah. I would like that on my name tag, please, is uh, historian of our Lori, we need a new name tag. <laughs> so we're just talking a lot about uh, church history today, and I just I'm finding this really interesting that I'm hosting today's show. <clears throat> the uh, original host um, ended up having to cancel, and so I said, "Oh, I'll just do it because I don't get to host all that often anymore." Um, and it's really interesting the lineup you have. Um, is because it's talking a lot about uh, church history. And the interesting part, and I'll get to it, (laughs) is that um, lately um, I've been getting, I don't know, you know how like you go through moments of life and they're like, let's say one saint is talking to you a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, People might go through that or... It's kind of like when you buy a red car and then all you do is see red cars. Yep. I'm kind of going through that right now because mm-hmm. on one of the Hulus, Netflix, whatever, there is a story about a father and son and it's called The Walk of Life. And it's basically a son who goes on the Camino de Santiago with his dad. <clears throat> and for those that don't know, it's a walk in Italy. It's about 200 miles, and it's the walk that the people took um, to bring St. James to his resting place. And so it's really interesting because I'm like, oh, well, that's not even Catholic-based, but I'm just interested to see what the walk is like because in some far-off fantasy land I have, it would be really cool to take the walk. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't going to happen, but you never know, Aaron. You never know. This 45-year-old. <laughs> Life's funny. Life's funny. Life is funny. <laughs> I think you but can I... do it. You just got to train a little bit. You got to go up like the rocky steps and you got to hear morning run. <laughs> I just would have to, you know, spend three months walking it versus the one month they say it takes. <laughs> well, you know, hey, if, as long as you walk it, right? It's not really right? a race. Right? So anyway, so I just find it really interesting. So I've been watching that. 
little series about the father and son walking on the... And then um, last night, I was at um, St. Catherine Drexel here in Sioux Falls. <clears throat> Sorry, I've got a frog in my throat, folks. And the traveling, and this is going to sound crazy, but you know, we're Catholic, we get it. The traveling arm of St. Jude was at the parish yesterday. So I got to see the arm of St. Jude. Which is Right? And so then I, of course, had to make third-class relics. Um, we went to Mass. We got to venerate. Um, it was just very interesting to hear the story of St. Jude. And just to um, clarify, it's the St. Jude who's like patron saint of lost causes, like the yes. St. Jude. Because I'm sure, I think we have a few others, too. But I just want to make sure it's, I'm getting the right St. Jude. Yes, here. yes. So this is the St. Jude. So... <clears throat> The priest that was uh, said the Mass was also the priest that um, takes him around to different places. So, folks, be sure to look in your bulletins, whatever, because if he's in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, he might be coming to somewhere near you. Um, but it was just really interesting to hear him talk about St. Jude, because his full name is Judius. Mm -hmm. And for him to have the same name as Judas is not really cool you know it's a little rough to be the one you have the same exact name as as the one that turned jesus over with a kiss mm. and hung himself um so that is really rough and so he people would not speak his name uh for uh, hundreds and hundreds of years because back in the day they were afraid that if they were pr praying to St. Jude, back in the day it was Judas, that the wrong Judas would pick up their prayers. Oh, it was kind of like a superstition almost? Yes! Oh, that's, I've never heard, that's really interesting. Isn't that? I've never heard that. I wonder so if that, that's part of how St. Jude got related <coughs> to like lost causes or if that was like a different uh, connection maybe. It was because of where he was sent, um, oh. which I'll get to in a minute, but... Um, it was just really interesting to hear, you know, and so just in the last um, 300 years, he's become popular. Um, so he's the saint that you see um, that is usually wearing green. He usually has a, a depiction of Jesus on his chest in a circle uh, token, I guess you could say, and then usually a flame on top of his head. And so... Um, it was just very interesting to hear about how we all know St. Jude, mm -hmm. but I think changing his name to just Jude, which is an abbreviation of Judas, um, really helped. Kind of helped his PR a little bit. Helped his PR. <laughs> Even saints need a little bit, you know, occasionally. Just a little bit of a... It's, it's like, could you imagine, like, the, the meeting in heaven of all the angels, right? And they're like, okay, now, so you got this great shtick here, right? Lost Cause is great. How are we going to market it to the... Like, <laughs> We're not seeing Jude anywhere. We're He's a seeing, great dude. This is not the thing. It's not connecting. How can we connect? <laughs> yeah. I guess we just need to. But I just thought it was very interesting. And then the other part that I found really interesting, this one I am not sure. So I would love it if, you know, a Dr. Chris Bergwald was listening <laughs> right now. Um, but folks, he, the priest who takes him around also said, and maybe you've heard this or maybe you haven't, maybe you could correct me, but that St. Judas, Jude, was Jesus' first cousin. 
I want to say that's, again, there's a lot of names thrown around. There's a lot of people referred to as, like, brother and, you know, cousin and that sort of thing. I think that's correct, first cousin. I really? Say, but I, I might be wrong. Well, that's what the priest said. And I, I was th- just I like, think, I, I have I, never I heard that. correct. I, I think so. Because well, I know they also talk about James, the brother of Jesus. And some people interpret that as, like, a literal blood brother. And that obviously isn't oh, right. accurate. But it, it, there's also, like, kind of the meanings of brother can be a little bit more loose at times and that i think that was i think with saint james i think it was still like a blood relative but not like a like a direct brother i think that might have been a cousin or something too yeah well because they say that little james was Mm -hmm. also jesus's cousin Mm -hmm. which i just think and that is his brother Mm -hmm. and i'm just like what the heck is going on so thaddeus is also another name that he went by um so if you hear thaddeus in the apostles that was a nickname for him and they said (laughs) the priest said thaddeus was such a common nickname back then it'd be like calling somebody sport (laughs) really wow and i'm like really thaddeus that's not really doesn't roll off the tongue it sounds like it's longer than half the names how is it a nickname (laughs) i don't know (laughs) well i guess when you're like oh septimus severus maximus or you know maybe maybe thaddeus is just shorter yeah i don't know but so he ended up leaving um, his, because I think about all of the apostles and, and they left, and part of his um, travels was to Germania, mm-hmm. so commonly known as Germany. And I just think that was just really interesting that that's where he ended up, because that would just be really brutal, wouldn't it? Yeah, one would expect. I mean, the that was kind of the untamed wildlands of all the people that got called barbarians by the Romans. That was so. How far would Germania be from where they were? Because they would they weren't all in Rome. No. Well, let's see. If Saint Jude, I'm assuming he started in the Holy <coughs> Land, I believe. I would think right? so. That's yeah. well. I mean, I guess Germany and Israel haven't really moved that much farther apart <laughs> since then. But still, it's like well, it would be on how, foot. <laughs> yeah, that would be a long... I guess you could sail partially. Maybe you could, like, sail to Rome or something, or maybe to, up to, like, the northern peninsula oh, of Italy. If, I bet. If he, if he sailed, if he could even book passage, I mean, who knows? I know Paul sailed around everywhere around Greece, but that maybe he did want to take, like, a land route. Maybe he went up through Turkey, or modern-day Turkey. That would have been Asia Minor at the time, and then gone up north. But, I mean, that that's an interesting... I feel like a lot of those journeys weren't exactly planned out. Like, I know Paul, I think, was like, oh, I want to go to, you know, this city and this city, but I think a lot of the other uh, saints and martyrs, it was more of a, wherever God takes me, and you just kind of end up somewhere. (laughs) Well, and I suppose after you go so far, you're just like, well, I'll just keep moving. Yeah, and it's also like, where did I turn, like, did I turn west at Corinth or was it east? Like, you're literally going across an entire continent, and they don't even have compasses, so, like, good luck finding out where you even are. Yeah. Well, and it says that he also spent time in Mesopotamia. So, can you, for those of us that are, like, maybe, you're not geography, though, are you? Well, I studied plenty of geography. So you well, have to know geography. Well, well, a little bit. Well, Mesopotamia would be, that. I, I guess, that... that term shifts a little bit but it'd be roughly in the kind of central middle east like where the tigris and euphrates rivers are which is i guess roughly think kind of iraq and syria okay kind of in there that general region's mesopotamia okay so he probably started off there and then ventured out and where babylon and all that would have been at the time and the ancient mesopotamians and sumerians and it would be roughly in that region yeah well see so you know i have the 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 hike the 
Camino de Santiago hike going through my head, and then I have this guest, and then I have you, and then I have this. So I think what God's... <laughs> so I, you have to... This is, the, this is what I'm trying to get across. You have to pay attention to the red cars that God is putting in your life. Mm-hmm. And so for me, my red cars, you know, you buy a red car and all you do is see red cars. So for me, what I'm seeing is that I need to dive into church history. That's oh, yeah, what it's, it's telling me. I think, every, I think everyone who has any interest in Christianity and uh, Catholicism as a whole can be really well served by studying church history because we have so many you know, saints and martyrs and doctors of the church and so many things where like, you don't even need to study all of them. You don't need to do like an exhaustive study of everybody. You can just pick one and just study mm-hmm. that person's life and you can find such inspiration and great just knowledge from all these people. And they all yeah. are from all different walks of life is the fascinating thing is that they're all following Christ. But I mean, some of them are hermits out in the middle of the desert. Some of them are preaching yeah. on the street in, you know, the big cities of the time. Some are much more academic. Some are, you know, soldiers and some are, you know, everything under the sun. So there's always going to be someone you can relate to in some way. There's some that had, you know, great, strong Christian families. There's some where their families literally handed them over to the authorities to be killed. Like, mm. it, it, it's everything. It, it, it's the entire, like, expanse of... I guess the last 2,000 years is covered by the saints in some way. So it's yeah. uh, you can find anyone that you can relate to. You just got to do a little bit of searching. But often they find you. That's right. They do. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say, if you're wanting to learn more about one of them, just you know, make that part of your prayers. Mm-hmm. Who should I Who should I learn about? And yeah. they will come forward. I know, you know in my time of studying history, there were two saints that really stuck out. Well, I guess three. Thomas Aquinas was definitely someone intellectually, but I also, St. Augustine was a big inspiration. Then also uh, St. Louis, which is not just a city in the U.S. It's actually named yes. after one of the kings of France. The only king of France who was a recognized saint, by the way. That's awesome. And yeah, he was a really fascinating character. He went to multiple crusades. And he also, fun fact, he established the oldest eye hospital in all of Europe, which is still operating to this day. It was opened in the 1200s and it has been operating wow. ever since. So, yep, here you go. Is it named St. Lucy? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think it has anything to do with his name, actually. So, the other interesting thing, and I'm going to make it quick because I know we're running out of time, but the other interesting thing that he said that really has sparked me to do more research is he said a lot of, uh, you know, Jews were from Jerusalem, right? Mm-hmm. And so, where's your ancestor? Because all of a sudden, it blows up Christianity, and then everybody and anybody can become a Christian. So, you don't have ties to a location that make you, quote-unquote, a Jew, right? Mm-hmm. So, the other interesting thing that he said was that, so I'm part German, I'm like half German, is that St. Jude was probably the father of Christianity in German Germany. Oh, yeah, and so sense. he would be like my, uh, I don't know, father, forefather of Christianity in my life. Your spiritual great-grandfather, for lack of a yes. better term. Yes, thank you. That's perfect. Isn't that amazing? So I'm just like, oh, well, now I just, you know, so then that even brings a closer devotion to him mm-hmm. for me, because it's just like, well, yeah, why did my ancestors become Catholic? Mm-hmm. And there's a story there, too, and it all leads yes. up to the current day. Isn't that exciting? It is. So anyway, so it was a revelation for me last night. I was just blessed and excited that I got to see the arm of St. Jude. So folks, uh, check your local listings to see if the arm is coming (laughs) near you. (laughs) But um, I see that it's 930, so we got to take a break. Uh, When we come back, more interesting discussions right here on Real Presence Live. Thanks, Aaron. 
This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to Real Presence Live anytime on any podcast platform? Just search for Real Presence Radio on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and on the Real Presence Radio website. Then subscribe so you don't miss any future shows. If you like what you hear, give us a good rating so other people can find us as well. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. God's blessings to all of you. My name is Father Chad Wilhelm, and I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo. And this year I celebrate 25 years of being a priest. And the joy, the great things that I love about the priesthood is the deep relationship that Jesus and I have as speaking heart to heart. He knows the depths of my heart, and He speaks to all of us in the depths of our heart. That's what I enjoy about being a priest, that I get to speak about Jesus, not just on Sundays, but every day of my life, and that I've given my life to Jesus and the Church. What a wonderful grace and a gift that has been for me for 25 years, and to serve the good people of the Diocese of Fargo, but just to serve the Church as a whole. May God continue to bless all of you as you listen to Real Presence Radio. Let us run to Mary and as her little children cast ourselves into our arms with a perfect confidence. St. Francis de Sales. Join together with families across the local area for the Rosary, nightly here on Real Presence Radio. On Wednesday through Monday nights, tune in at 8 p.m. Central and on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Central. Gather the whole family together and pray this powerful prayer with us. Join us for the Rosary Wednesday through Monday at 8 p.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central here on the RPR Network. 